What do all of these things have in common? Christmas trees, the Cyrillic alphabet, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and the F-word. Well, the answer, it all lies in just one letter, but we're going to have more on that later. Uh, We're starting off here... It's the holiday season, and uh, we're doing a little holiday short to wish all of you season's greetings here with uh, with Grant. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, Dave. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> yeah, Merry Merry Christmas. Happy upcoming New Year to you. <laughs> you know, in in Russian, there's actually it's very specific. You don't say Happy New Year until it's already after midnight on the New Year. Oh no, I just screwed up. The phrase you say before that is Happy upcoming New Year, which is Snastupayushim. Ah, like nastupayushim, snastupayushim novim godam, which is happy upcoming New Year, and then after midnight on December thirty first, then finally you say snovim godam. Okay, cool. Then of course there's all the other different toasts and different elaborations, and people add on tons of phrases: snovim godam, snovim shastim, happy, happy New Year, happy happiness, happy new happiness, <laughs> and. And then some people say happy snovim gadam, which god is animal, because in Russia they they follow the the Asian calendar of the different animals that go along with every year. So some okay, people will so ha- say happy new happy new animal. Is that what that kind of goes? Yeah, to? yeah, happy okay. new beast, <laughs> snovim gadam. Yeah, which the Russian Baptists <laughs> were not happy about that because of all the the pagan yeah, connotations. They, yeah, they weren't they weren't cool with that. Valera, he preached a whole sermon against saying snovim gadam. That was the whole focus of his his sermon, but screw it, we'll we're saying it. We had one Christmas together in uh, in Russia, and it was different than what we've experienced in the states. We just wanted to share with everybody some of our experiences and a little bit of what the Christmas time, the holiday seasons, are like out in Russia. Yeah, we we spent Christmas. Well, we spent Western Christmas, which is the twenty fifth. Uh, that was kind of a quiet affair. We spent that with the the other Americans who lived in Saratov. Yeah, there were a lot of American missionaries, and they had us over. What was it? Prime rib? They served us, I think. Oh, I remember it just being a great night. We didn't have a lot of times with other Americans, and uh, especially celebrating. So it was a. I just remember it being a good time together. Yeah, I, rem- I remember they had these huge American plates because we had gotten used to the <laughs> Russian sized plates, which are much smaller. Well, I, and after after we had our Western Christmas on the twenty fifth, we celebrated New Year's, and that was pretty great. We had a giant firework that we set off in the middle of the city in the street that was a lot of fun i set a, a, a bottle rocket out of my butt crack too just like the guys on jackass i, I still have that scar i've blacked that out of my mind <laughs> i don't blame you directly after celebrating new year's we went out and did english camp that's right and we cele- and we celebrated orthodox christmas at camp yeah, some of our listeners might not know that uh, the Russian church calendar is totally different from the Western church calendar. Yeah. Uh, going all the way back to the Great Schism, way back when the, the Catholic and Orthodox churches split ways. Uh, so the Orthodox calendar, uh, all the holidays line up on different days. And Christmas, um, actually, you can, if you want to celebrate Russian Christmas, you can have an extra Christmas in your calendar, which, what is what day is it this year, Russian Christmas? The January 6th, 7th? I think this year it's, I think January 7th is Orthodox Christmas. Yeah, so after you've had your Western Christmas, if you haven't had your fill yet, go ahead and celebrate Orthodox Christmas too. Why the hell not? One of the things I remember about that season out there is um, 
people would try to teach me different songs or sayings. Like you said, you said some of those happy new year or upcoming new year phrases, but there's one that always stuck out in my head. The other day you sent me a, uh, an article that reminded me of this word. And that's the word Yolki, which basically means Christmas tree. Right. And, and I remember amazing some of my friends out there by rattling off some lines of a poem. And, and I can only remember the first part of it right now. It goes, Yolki Paulki les gustoy. <laughs> That's right. And they would just crack up laughing because basically what I said was Christmas tree sticks in the forest. <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those cultural references that is that people recognize. So the fact that you as a foreigner know it is, is very impressive to people. Yeah, so the the Christmas tree that that pine that type of pine tree is called a, a yolka or yolki in plural, uh, and that phrase that you memorized it's from a song, uh, and the the artist I believe her name is Katiria Razyapova huh. or Razyapova. She the the song is called Yolki Palki Lies Gustoy, which yeah means the forest is full of Christmas tree sticks, um, and it's a long song. You can look it up yourself. Uh, but obviously it's very poetic, like all Russian songs are. It tells this story, This uh, unmarried young man named Vanka was walking through the forest, and it has all this very poetic, beautiful yeah. imagery. Um, but yeah, very associated with this time of year, this time when the days get shorter, it gets colder, and uh, and people get into Christmas trees, uh, or New Year's trees, as they're known in Russia. I don't know about the history fully of the word, but just thinking now, I just it make me, makes me think about Yule logs. I wonder if Yule or Yule, Yolki and Yule Ooh. somehow are connected. Dude, I would, I would bet you are onto something there. You'll have to check that out, linguistic genius, Dave. Yeah, I would bet that because, you know, the, the Slavic and uh, Germanic languages, they're all connected by this root language that it's a theoretical, they call it Proto-Indo-European. Okay. So there are all these... All these languages everywhere from Farsi, from, from Iran, to the European languages, uh, they say there's this common root to all these languages that existed more than 5,000 years ago that was Proto-Indo-European. And I would, I would bet money that there is a common root word there between Yolki and the Yule log of the yeah. Scandinavian languages. Well, uh, Christmas trees are popular in the, in the Western world. They're popular in Russia. Um, I'm, I'm looking at my Christmas tree in my home right now. You sent an article out to me just the other day from a publication called Russian Life. And there was a really cool article about Christmas trees in there. I thought it was really funny. I wanted to I wanted to give some information. Russians love their Christmas trees. I think a part of that, I think a part of it is yeah. bringing something green and living into your home during the cold part of the year, putting lights on it. You know, those things kind of make everything festive and a little bit brighter makes life less depressing. Oh man, and those those winter days are so depressing cuz they're so short. Yeah. Like the in the the darkest time the sun it wouldn't even fully come up till like 10:30 yeah. I feel like it wasn't fully light. And then by 4 p.m. it was dark all over again. One of the largest decorated Christmas trees is in the Kremlin. Uh the article from Russian Life told mentions that it's a 90-year-old 82-foot uh tree from from Moscow forests. Which I think is interesting because in Ooh. the States, we have a giant Christmas tree at Rockefeller Plaza in New York City. That one does not beat out the Kremlin's Christmas tree. It is 87 feet this year. 
Take that, New York. It ranges, you know, from 60 to 100 feet, which I'm sure the one in Russia also does as well. But this year, Russia, Russia beats America with a taller Christmas tree. Nice. Russia! Russia! Sorry, I got, I got excited. I got excited. You mentioned earlier that, uh, that Christmas trees are connected to uh, these, other, these other things that we mentioned. And that is from a letter in Russian, right? Yeah, so the, that connecting point is the letter Yo, which uh, folks who've studied a bit of Russian... You know, Russian has its own alphabet, the, the Cyrillic alphabet. It's, there's also several other languages that use it. Uh, in that alphabet, it's mostly very phonetic. You could read any word that you haven't seen before and know how to pronounce it because you read it phonetically. But there's one little point that is not entirely phonetic in that Cyrillic alphabet, and that is these, these two letters, ye, which looks like the, the mm-hmm. Latin letter E, ye and yo. And yo is that same letter E with the two dots over it. Ah. So when there, there are two dots over it, you read that letter as yo instead of ye. Yo. Almost like, like Y-O for us, yo. Yeah, like Y-O. Now, we, there, there's a real significance to, <laughs> to that, that little phrase yo and things associated with it. And we, we discovered... What that means when we were at that uh, that English camp that we worked at, <laughs> and we, you know, it was Christmas time, and so we thought, hey, we'll we'll teach these kids some some American Christmas songs that I'm sure that they'll be new for them. It'll be fun. We had our guitars with us. We were teaching them some English, so we thought, hey, this would be a great way to get them involved. I sing this song with kids all the time. You know, if I go to my son's preschool and play some music, we'll sing songs like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and kids love it. So we just figured, hey, let's, let's teach these kids oh, this yeah. song about Rudolph, and they're going to love it. And we can get them to shout out those, those things <laughs> I, that happen in between each line, and it's going to be really fun. Yeah, because every phrase, there's that call and yeah. response, like, you know, you say, like a yeah. light bulb. And, and I remember when we were teaching it to them, I was, I was really trying to be conscious, uh, to be culturally sensitive. Yeah. Like I said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna skip over the whole part about the you know you'll be famous like Lincoln because nobody knows who the hell Lincoln is, and so we'll skip that part. Yeah, we said I think we said Lenin, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we might have we might have modified it. Yeah, like Lenin. Yeah, we were trying trying to make it understandable, and every verse we would sing it, and then I would explain exactly what the verse says in Russian. Yeah. I would translate it, really trying to be culturally sensitive. And then we get to that, uh, like the last verse, I think, when uh, then all the reindeer loved him and they shouted out with glee. And then there you shout, yippee. <laughs> and so we told the kids, okay, this part, you all got to shout with me, yippee, yippee, yippee. And nobody did it. They just stared at us. They looked at us like deer in the headlights, reindeer in the headlights. <laughs> and and we tried again. We said, no, come on, guys. You can do better than that. Here we go. This is fun. This is a lot of fun. This is fun. Say, yippee, yippee. <laughs> and uh, and finally, finally, some of them kind of mumbled it. And and we're like, well, that that didn't quite work. Yeah. Why, why was this song not a hit? And so then the, the, there was a counselor who was with us, a, a Russian counselor uh-huh. from the camp. And and after that session, she pulled me aside and she said, she said, Lord David, she said, and she tells me in Russian, 
She says, you know, do you know what that word means that you were tr- trying to get the kids to shout over and over? Do you know what that is in Russian? It's basically the F word. So we're basically getting these kids to jump up and say, F you, F you, in the middle of this wholesome Christmas <laughs> song that we're trying to teach them. Yeah, it's actually the, the so the, ver- the verb is yibats. And I, I apologize to our, our Russian listeners. It's a very coarse, rude word. Well, to our English listeners, too, because I'm going to translate it. It's a very bad word, but the, the verb is yibats as a, an infinitive verb. But yibi is, it's the, the imperative form of that verb, which means it's a command. Do it. <laughs> yeah, you're telling, you're telling someone, go out and fuck. <laughs> That's what yibi means. And we're telling the kids, like, get out there and get some ass. Go out there and fuck, kids. You got to shout this phrase with us. And these are like 10 and 11-year-old kids. Yeah, little kids. <laughs> totally not appropriate at yeah. all. Not cool. So that was how we learned about that that mat, that ruski mat, that dirty word. Right right at Christmas time. And uh, every Christmas when I hear that now, I just love that. And I crack up every time I, I listen to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And now, and now all of you will too, hopefully. So then the connecting point of the letter yo is there, there are a lot of words that involve one form of the word has the ye, and then a different form of that word has the ye turns into a yo. So that e with the two dots over it. And that dirty word is one of them. So the infinitive form is yebats, but if another way to say it, if you're telling someone to F their mother, you would say yoptvayumats. And that's a, a extremely rude. Don't don't repeat this, kids. Not safe for work. Very rude. But that's where the ye turns into a yo for yop yop yeah. telling someone to copulate with their mother. But then there are a lot of substitutes for that. Just kind of like we say, frick and shoot and son of a biscuit in English. Yolki palki was one of those words that the the Baptists would say. You know, if they slammed their hand in the door, right. Yeah, so they would say, they, they had a lot of those. Like, instead of saying bliets, which is a word which means whore, it's a very dirty word. As an expletive, blin. they would say blin, which is yeah. that crepe pancake. You'd say blin instead of bliets. And then, of course, you would, instead of saying you would say yolki-palki. Or even some some of the Baptists would just say yo, <laughs> which was a little more, a little more, um, kind of yeah. like frick. Because it's really yeah. close to the real thing, a little more risque. They would use that. So that that letter yo though, uh, there's there's a current controversy because it's over the past century. A lot of people don't write it when you read Russian literature, and it's not those two dots are really not added to the e because it's just understood that people, the reader knows, they know how to read the word. They know whether the word has the yo or the ye. Yeah, which that which made it incredibly confusing for somebody trying to learn the language. Exactly. So there's a campaign to try to bring the yo back and save the yo. And there is, in this same article from uh, Russian Life, which, great publication, by the way, uh, really recommend this publication. Sign up for their email newsletter, their their magazine, really yeah. interesting stuff in there. Uh, they've got a photo here of a monument to the letter yo in, uh, and, and interestingly, it's in the city of Ulyanovsk, which is the hometown of Lenin. Hmm. And Ulyanovsk is there's his home is a museum now. I've I've been there a couple times for church conferences. 
And so there's a whole monument to the letter Yule, and it's surrounded by Yolki, yeah. by Christmas trees <laughs> around that yeah. monument. But there are a lot of words that actually the word, the meaning of the word changes if you take away the Yol. You take away those two dots, uh, then it becomes a different word. Um, there, there's an article here in the Russian Life link that, uh, you know, the name of the city Kiev, for instance, has Ye, Kiev, or Kiev is a different word. Uh, Lyot and Liet, totally different words. Uh, Myol and Miel, also very different words. Nyom and Nyem, Asyol, Asiel, Atsyok, Atsyek, Padzioj and Padziej, tons of different words that the absolutely different meanings. So there's a, there's a logic behind saving that that letter. And I hope they do because I still come across new words that I don't know there's a yo there and I feel like an idiot when I try to <laughs> yeah, read Yeah, that's them. the one thing that 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 will tie you up and, and let people know that you're not a, a Russian when you're speaking Russian. That's the that's the shibboleth yeah. right there. <laughs> that'll that'll out you as a foreigner. Well, it is uh, it is holiday season. Um, we we celebrated Christmas, both Eastern and Western Christmases, and we celebrated New Year's. Abramov told us about a story at New Year's, which starts off the his story started off bad, but we've got good news about it. You want to share a little bit of that with us, Dave? Yes. Oh, the the story Abramov told us was from a year before we lived there. He told us uh, there was one particular New Year, and New Year, it's a big, it's probably the biggest holiday in Russia. Huge holiday. People go out, get crazy, and and a lot of people would really overdo it with the partying and the drinking. Toasts and celebrating together. and People would dress up like Dzyat Maroz and Snigurochka, the, these folk figures associated with winter. and It's kind of like Father Christmas. I know that's not right, the, his right name, but Father Frost? Yeah, yeah. the The literal meaning is Uncle Frost, which Uncle Frost. I think is, I think that's badass because it sounds very ominous. Yeah, like <laughs> like he's gonna come and kill your crops. But yeah, then Snigurochka is the snow maiden, so people would dress up like these characters and then go from house to house, almost like a trick or treating type of tradition. But for drinks, <laughs> yeah, and people would give them drinks. So we saw it. A lot of people would just they buy a cheap Santa Claus costume that was probably bought, sent from China somewhere. So we saw so many drunken Santas on on New Year's night. Yeah, Abramov told me about one year uh, on New Year's. It's it's usually snowy. There's usually a, a nice fresh blanket of snow on the city. It's all white and beautiful. But he told me one year it had been snowing and snowing, and then just the night of the thirty first, the temperature rose suddenly, and it actually rained instead of snowed. So there was this freak rain, and then it, the temperature dropped, and that rain turned into ice. Mm. So you had this thick layer of ice covering up all of that snow on the city. Mm-hmm. And he said the next day, you looked out your window, and you saw this beautiful white landscape with all these red blotches from all the drunk people who had fallen <laughs> and busted their nose and, and like, bled all, all over this ice that they slipped on. Oh, and man. so it was almost like like this surreal kind of landscape of... Of this white, white landscape with just all these red blotches from where the drunks had fallen. Yeah, but the good the good news is in the same uh, newsletter from Russian Life they mentioned that uh, people aren't taking people aren't drinking as hard nowadays as they were when we were there. They've cut alcoholism in half over the last twenty years, which is great. Yeah, and that's and that's not even a report from the Kremlin. That's from the World Health Organization of the mm-hmm. United Nations. Yeah. 
Um, and, and the French newspaper Le Monde actually reported that uh, per capita Russians are drinking less than French citizens nowadays. Wow. And so Le, Le Monde was praising Russia as, as this example of, of a country that can teach other countries how to reduce alcoholism and alcohol abuse. That's great. And uh, and some of that came from government measures. They started cutting back on, on you know, the permits given to advertising alcohol at night. Um, and there's this cultural shift, too. People are drinking less hard liquor and they're drinking more beer and wine, which you remember some of the guys we met, they didn't even think didn't think beer was alcohol. <laughs> they figured Ivan beer was Ivan didn't drink alcohol. He only drank beer. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's that's increased uh, the life expectancy in Russia. It's narrowed the difference in life expectancy between men and women. And uh, so ending on that really, really positive note, it's a celebratory season, but uh, Russians are really fighting the abuses and the they're not overdoing it as much as as when we live there. Yeah, so that's a, a lesson in temperance and moderation for all of us. Yeah. So happy holidays, everyone. Thank you for joining us on, on this little Christmas special that we've got. If you celebrate it, Merry Christmas. If not, Happy New Year. Happy holidays. We'll be seeing you again in, in the new year. We're working on season three. We're putting together some ideas and we want, uh, we want you to stick along with us to hear those. And, and we want some of your input. Tell us what you want to hear. Yeah, definitely. But enjoy the season, everyone. Enjoy it with the people you love the most. Uh, really make the most of it to think about uh, life and think about what's important. And if you're listening to this before New Year's Midnight, if you're listening after, then Snovin Gwodam. <laughs> <laughs>